save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. start off um, where you are meditating, Juilliard, in your quarters when you are suddenly disturbed by a loud knock at the door. And uh, a, a moment after, you hear the voice of Chauncey. He says, Juilliard, you're being summoned to Andy's office immediately. Um, okay, I'll be out right out. I just got to finish this one thing. It's super important. Just, okay, well, I'll be right there. And then Juilliard. What are you doing? Juilliard. None of your business. All right. S- secret monk oh, stuff. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Interrupting a man when All he's right. meditating. Um, <laughs> Juilliard says the last few sacred words through his meditation, and then claps his hands together, and then bows to no one in particular, and then walks out the door. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So you um, go downstairs. And you knock on Andy's office door and you enter and you see Arwen sitting at Andy's desk. And he says, ah, yes, Juliad, please come in. Oh, well, hi, Arwen. How are you doing? Uh, not very good. Thank you. And you can tell from his body language that he is like uh, very stressed out. And as you sit down, er, uh, he says, uh, Andy is currently taking a-, a leave of absence from her guildmaster duty. She's taking a much-needed break and is investigating uh, the break-in. But uh, more importantly, how how have you been, Juliad? Uh, wait, so is Andy in the room still, and she's just not... No, she's not in the room. It's just Arwen in the room. Okay, got you. Cool. Um, uh, I'm doing okay, I think. Um, to be honest, I'm a little bit worried about what's going on with the guild. I mean, after our last mission 
for the the gala, I mean, things got pretty heated, and then we come back, and the guild's all in disarray, and there may or may not be intruders and moles and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I've never really seen the guild this upset before. He nods as he's listening to you, and he says, yes, you have very much a right to be concerned, and the rest of us are concerned as well, and we're, we're working on trying to get things back to normal. Yeah, I hope so. So what do you need me for, exactly? So, Juliet, I've called you down here because I have a mission for you. We have recently received a distress call from a king who rules over a small kingdom in the southern region. He actually used to be a guild member here back when he was only a prince, but was forced to resign when he had to move back after his father's death. This kingdom is small and hidden, but they are settled around a life-giving tree that supplies them with the resources they need to thrive as a community. And unfortunately, the king has contacted us because he is afraid that this tree has fallen ill. Its leaves are falling, it's not producing as much fruit, and its roots are growing dry, and he believes that there is a crystalline substance on an island in the Nilantha Isles that will help this tree. And we need you to retrieve it and deliver it back here. Do you think that you're up to the task? Um, wow. That was a lot of really cool things that you just told me. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I can do that. Um, I'm not really an expert on medicine. I mean, I would kind of, well, so let me get this straight. There's a tree that's magic. And it yes. it helps this kingdom do with magic things. That helps it like give it life and resources and it's sick. Do we know why it's sick? Uh no, we're we're not completely sure why it's sick, but uh the king has it in good faith that this uh, this crystalline substance, uh whatever it is, will help the tree get healthy again. Okay, so Juilliard sits in the chair and crosses one leg and steeples his fingers in front of his snout and says, Have you ever considered that this might be a trap? Um, he frowns and he says, I I don't believe this to be a trap at all. I, I know this man and I trust him and we worked together for, for many years and I, I don't think that you have anything to be worried about. I understand where you're coming from. And I don't know that (laughs) I don't distrust this former guild member. But how often do we get assignments where, like, something's wrong, there's a magical disturbance, where we know exactly what it is that we need to fix it? I mean, not to sound skeptical, but it sounds like... The mission is to go seclude myself on a strange island with magical crystals that I don't know the properties to, to fix a tree that we don't know why it's sick and incredibly magically powerful. It just, it seems like a little bit dangerous. He says, oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. You actually won't be alone for this, for this assignment. We, uh, I, I agree with you in that it would be a little too dangerous for you to go alone. So we're pairing you up with Darren. And Darren is the dragonborn cook that you... I don't know if we've actually met him in in our uh, campaign yet, but... Um, I don't think we have. He, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember you, Darren. He's been mentioned multiple times, but um, I don't know if we've met him face to face. You know that deep lore <laughs> of Darren <laughs> that we've gone over? <laughs> Darren the cook, yeah. 
he says, Darren, and uh, Darren uh, kind of sheepishly opens the door, and you see him, and yeah, he's a he's a red dragonborn, and from the way he's dressed, you can tell he is a paladin. And he says, uh, hey, Juilliard, how, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, Darren. It's kind of weird not to see you behind the kitchen. What's up? Did you get called here, too? He says, uh... Yeah, I I thought I would be ready for for a real adventure after a little bit of time, and I I'm really excited. I'm I'm really excited for the opportunity. Oh, so you've you've never gone on an adventure before? And he says, Oh, oh no, I I've been on an adventure before. I just haven't gone in in a while. I just I, I I've been taking a break from adventuring, but I, I I'm ready to jump back into it. Oh, uh, okay. I guess that works out then. Hey, it'll be two dragonborn buddies. We can we can both breathe fire and stuff. It'll be cool. Usually the people I work with are much smaller than me, so this is like a nice change of pace. And he he looks a little bit confused. He says, "Well, I I can breathe fire. I aren't you a, a blue dragon? Don't you breathe lightning?" Well, I mean, yeah, it's like lightning, but like it's more it works the same way, you know, like potato, tomato, lightning, fire. It comes out of our face, you know, but if you try to go around, you know, this world and explain to people the nuances between breathing fire and lightning and poison, they just get confused and they're kind of weirded out by it anyway. So I just go standard breathing fire. And then if they're unlucky enough to see me breathe lightning, I just kind of explain it away. It's like a footnote for dragons, you know, it's just dragon stuff. He just shrugs and nods and uh, Arwen pipes in and he says, we're doing a little bit of experimenting with team dynamics since the three of you, your team, Team Full Moon came out with a less than stellar result during your last assignment. We're doing a little bit of research, so this pairing is not permanent. You'll be together for your next assignment, but this is just for now. Well, cool. So are my guildmates just... Like gonna stay here and like drink hot cocoa or are they on their own like team restructuring missions too they will have their own assignments once the time comes but we decided to bring you first for for this uh mission okay cool well i'm excited to get going i guess do we have any way of like you know transportation there or are we just gonna book it on foot <laughs> arwin claps his hands and what does he say? He says, uh, we don't want to waste any time or energy getting you there. But uh, before I forget, he pulls out a little uh, golden emblem with, with the guild diamond in the middle, uh, with, with the letters inside of it. And he says, this is a magical item that we've started giving out to everyone. And with it, we can track your location in case you were to go missing. And it also acts as an emergency signal. If you press your palm to this emblem, it will send us a signal that you need help. And we will drop everything to have someone come and help you. Likewise, if you see it glowing, we need you to drop everything and come help us. And it can be worn as a necklace or a bracelet or stuck onto a bracer or however you want to wear it, really. Juilliard takes the guild emblem and pins it to his monk robe lapel right over his chest. Okay, it's it's kind of big, but um, like you're you're supposed to be able to like press your palm to it. But I guess that's cool. Like if you put your hand on your heart, you can like 
you know, call it or whatever. Oh, is, is, it, is it like, is it like two pounds? Is it like dragged out my clothing? It's not like huge, <laughs> but yeah, it might, it might pull on your clothing a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, does Juilliard have any like spare cloth or like anything to make a necklace with? Um, <laughs> I don't um, know. Uh, Arwen will, Arwen hands you a, uh, <clears throat> a chain that you can put it on. Okay. Juliet takes the chain and fastens the emblem as like a necklace and puts it around his neck. Okay. So uh, he says, are you two ready? Oh, we're leaving now. Um, Sure. Let me just grab a fruit from the tree and I think I'll be ready to go. Okay. Well, he, he has uh, those, some apples on his desk ready for you to take. So uh, Darren grabs a, an apple and uh, you grab one as well. And he says, excellent. I have arranged a meeting with a sea captain named Captain Thorne. He will meet you in the small town of Candlekeep. So if you are ready, you may step through. Oh, um, okay. I guess we're off. I'll see you later. So, uh, yeah, you and Darren step through this portal and you are instantly transported in a swirl of blue light. And now you are on the outskirts a small bustling town on the ocean side, Candlekeep. Uh, normally smaller towns like this host only one or two types of races in this region, but you immediately see people of all shapes, all sizes, and all races. There are a few restaurants, some shops, an inn, and a few residential buildings. Um, all right, so I need to find Captain Thorne then, or we need to find Captain Thorne. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you, you look over to your left and there is a small dock with a wooden shack attached to it on the land. And on the dock, there is a, a small schooner floating on the water. All right. Um, and Darren came through with me, right? He's like... Yes, you're both there. Um, okay. Hey, Darren, I think that might be Captain Thorne's ship. Should we go check it out? <laughs> I think you're right, Juliard. Let's go check it out. Okay. You, I'm assuming you head to the shack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, you you head to the shack, and when you go inside, you see a Kenku man sitting in a rocking chair, and uh, the inside of the shack looks how you'd expect a sea shack would look. It's wooden. It smells salty. It's decorated with nets and barrels, and uh, the Kenku sits by the fireplace, and he says, "Can I help you?" Uh, perhaps. My name is Juilliard. This is my companion, Darren. We're looking for, um, someone named Captain Thorne. And he just says, I am Thorne. Come with me. He stands up and he walks right past you back outside. Seems like a friendly bloke. And Juilliard (laughs) turns around and follows him. And, uh, Darren follows the two of you as well. And he says, I spoke with your guildmaster about our arrangement and we will be at the island by sundown and uh he says this to you as uh he walks onto the boat um it's not a very big boat it's probably like 30-ish feet 20-ish 30-ish feet long but it's it's enough to carry the three of you a long distance oh wow so it's like really a small boat okay um yeah it's it's not huge so captain thorn have you uh have you harvested these crystals before, or is this your first time? He says, I have no knowledge of these crystals. Excellent. Um, <laughs> well then, forget I asked. It's better you probably don't know anyway. Um, 
So um, he told you that you would be there by sundown, and right now it's about midday, so you can tell that it's going to be kind of a long, um, long journey. So what do you do as as uh, you head out and you wait on this boat? Um, okay. Um, does does Juilliard get like seasick? Is he okay with water? Um, he gets like a little bit. Um nervous like on the boat just because he and darren are so big he just doesn't want to tip it and he's like he's like an okay swimmer but he just isn't very experienced so i think that he just doesn't want to go overboard um so he just kind of like i mean it's not so small it's not so small that you would knock it over like it's it's a 30 foot boat which is not super small Mm -hmm. So you don't so need to worry he's about just, that. He's just, like, wary of the edges. So he's just, like, sitting kind of, like, in the center as much as he can and just, like, trying okay. to stay calm. Um, and he starts talking to uh, Darren because he has some questions he wants to ask. Um, okay, what does he say? So Juilliard says, Hey, Darren, where do you come from? He says... I come from a, a, a small town from the north. Not not super small, but small enough that you've probably never heard of it. Uh, but I was raised by my father, who was a servant to the goddess Mistra. And, I, and he kind of gestures to his clothing and he says, as I am now. Okay, so your father was a dragonborn then as well. Is your whole family dragonborn? It's like... Do you come from a lot of dragonborn people, or is it kind of like a rare thing? No, actually, I didn't really know much of my family. It was just my father who I knew, but according to him, it was just us in our in our side of the family. So, uh, yeah, I I don't really know many other dragonborn. So it, it's nice to finally kind of go on an adventure with another one. Yeah, Darren. I think it's nice, too. And that's kind of the same with me. I never knew my family. So as you guys are having this really heartfelt (laughs) kind of short uh, discussion, the boat rocks really violently and suddenly. And Thorn calls out to you, Sea serpents, brace for impact! And uh, you look over to the side of the boat, and indeed there is a sea dragon attacking the boat. What do you do? Oh my god. God, okay, I have, like, so little ranged options. Um, okay, um, Juilliard realizes that the brass knuckles are probably not going to be enough, so he pulls out his short sword that he packed away, that, like, he's had for forever. Remember, it was the first weapon he ever had. Right. So, I pull out the short sword, (laughs) and I still have, like, ten darts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have such little to, like, attack a sea serpent with. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so um, what do you want to do with it? <laughs> um, okay, first I shout over the sea serpent and the crashing waves, Darren, do you have anything that can, like, calm the sea serpent or at least, like, buy us some time to get away from it? Um, Darren kind of looks around at his belongings and he kind of shrugs because, like, no, he doesn't. He's he's a paladin and he doesn't really have any ranged, uh, ranged weapons. <sighs> okay. Or good spells. We gotta think out of the box in this one, Darren. Okay, so Juilliard sheathes his sword again and he pulls out his flute. His flute. 
Oh my god, okay. Yes. Hell yeah. Because I have proficiency in playing the flute. Okay, I don't know if this is animal handling or performance, but I'm going to try to soothe the sea serpent back, like, to calmness. Try to get his passion and rage away from us. Yeah, I would say performance, because uh, you're not really handling him. You're just kind of hoping that he is charmed by you. <laughs> just loves the flute. Oh, God. <laughs> this is, like, my first role in so long. Yes. It better be a good one. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, that is an unnatural 20. <laughs> oh my god, hell yes. Okay, so you play the flute so good. That <laughs> um, Insert it... wild flute solo here. <laughs> um, okay, so you, um, you play a soft and simple melody that draws this dragon... To the side of the boat, but he doesn't, he stops attacking it. He stops to listen to you and he kind of swims as you keep going just to listen to you play this flute. And um, eventually he gets so relaxed and uh, so unconcerned with this boat that he eventually, you like, you almost see him smile because he, he loves this music so much. And eventually he just kind of disappears behind you. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Super out of breath from playing the flute for five minutes straight. Juilliard is like huffing and puffing on the side of the boat and like gives like a deep bow towards like the back of the boat, like towards just like the calm waves where the sea serpent like used to be. And then he just sits down and is like visibly tired and like fatigued from the effort of doing that. <laughs> Thorn calls over to you and he says, Good flute playing, lad. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> okay. Um, that was awesome. So, um, uh, after a little more time, after the, uh, the serpent uh, is, is drawn away, you make it to the island. And Thorn thanks you. And he says, I will be going now because Arwen told me that you two have another way home. Uh, yeah, we just have to deliver whatever we, well, the things that we're looking for here to the tree at the center of the kingdom. I guess he'll figure out how to transport us back when we're done here. Um, but it wouldn't be, well, so, um, I he, I feel Arwen a asked you, with you just ditching us here. Um, Arwen asked you to just, just retrieve it, basically, and then oh, come okay. back to the guild. Cool. So, um, you have... The apples, which will take you back home. Um, cool. Um, yeah, Captain, you should be fine to go then. Just be careful with those sea serpents. I mean, if you want me to ride back with you in case we need my flute again, I understand. But <laughs> yeah. And he uh, he chuckles a little bit, an old hearty chuckle, and he says, "Thank you again. I will see you too in another life." And then he uh, boards his boat and he sails away. So, I'll see um, you two in another life. Darren, that kind of sounded <laughs> ominous, didn't it? Like, who says that type of shit? See you in another life. Is he going to die? Are we going to die? He's an old kanku oh. man. He just um, has to take care of himself, man. You can't be joking about death at his age. That's just bad luck. <laughs> okay, so um, the island that you're on is tiny. It's basically the only thing on it is a beach cave. And by the way it's kind of situated on the island, it seems to follow down into the water. 
and uh, Darren just kind of barges straight ahead. Inward. Oh, I guess we're going. All right, Darren, wait up. <laughs> okay, so um, this cave doesn't have any light coming light coming from it besides the light that is at your back from the entrance. So after about thirty or forty feet, it's pretty tough to see anything. Do you have dark vision? Um, that is a good question. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think dragonborns have dark vision. I um, believe they do not. Okay. Uh, so it's yeah. dark. <laughs> and you can't really see oh, anything. Good. Um, hey Darren, maybe we should pause for a second and call up some light. Do you have any paladin spells that can do that, or do you want me to break out a torch? He says, uh no, I don't have any uh light spells, but I, I have a candle. Okay. I guess a candle would work. <laughs> so he, he pulls out his candle and he lights it with his fire breath and uh, it provides a little bit of light, but um, it's enough. Yeah, it, it, it provides probably like five to ten feet-ish of uh, radiance around the two of you. And um, yeah, af- after you light it up a little bit, you see that this cave seems mostly unexplored with lots of jagged rock and uneven pathways. But uh, you you're able to walk to the end of it without any issues you um you reach a dead end sort of the the cave ends in front of you but below you you see a very small cavern passageway filled with water which is producing a really faint light huh Uh, i guess we should go towards the weird glowy water eh darren uh yeah are you good with swimming well, I think that the likelihood of there being a sea monster in this particular pool is probably low, but I'm not super comfortable with it. But, you know, there's not much else we can do. So, Juilliard takes off his, like, pack and takes off, like, the outer layer of his monk robes just to make sure they don't get, like, gross in, like, this weird cave pod water. So he's just, okay. like, in his, like, you know, like, white, like, um, I don't know what you would call it, but it's, like, I'm, I'm imagining, like, a pair of boxer briefs made out of cloth that has, like, the, like, linen flap over, like, the front and the back, you know? Okay, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like Tarzan. So he's on that on. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Except less, like, like, ooga booga and more, like, you know, like, holy and monkish. Uh, right, right. <laughs> they're dignified underwear, all right? Um, yeah, so you're going to have to roll athletics to, to get to swim through this uh, cavern. Okay. Juilliard's a very athletic boy, so hopefully this goes well. Um, I rolled a 13 for athletics. Okay. I'm going to roll for Darren. He rolled a 10. So um, the two of you, you dive in first um, because of your courageous nature. (laughs) Um, And um, you... It's a little bit... It's snug, and it's not very fun to, to swim through. Um, but you swim through mostly without any problems, and Darren follows you uh, without many problems. So you you swim through the passageway, and you're following this light, and it becomes a little less faint the farther you go. And it, it grows, and it guides you on your way, and you see that it is a green light coming from another hidden part of the cave. And once you surface on the other side, you are surrounded by... A glowing green quartz-like 
wall of crystals. Um, wow, this is beautiful. Well, I guess we should probably break one of these off, right? I mean, this is what we came here for. You you try to chip a little bit off of the wall, but it's impossible. You can tell that it's it's a very hard substance, and so you're going to have to get it from some other place. But this this cavern is, it's not just a room, it's like a hallway that leads down a little bit. So hmm. you can follow it. I guess maybe there'll be some loose crystals like farther down. So Juilliard like pops up from the water and starts like coughing and hacking up like some water. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey Darren, that was a struggle. Are, are, are you okay, for... Juilliard? Uh, I'm fine. It's just been a minute since I've had to be underwater and I just got tripped up a little bit. That's fine. We're gonna keep on moving. Okay. So you uh, you walk down through this cavern and. Uh, eventually, it leads to a large room. And sitting in the middle of this room, which is made up of the same quartz-like crystal from before, you see a large pile of this green quartz uh, sitting in the middle of the room. What do you do? Hey, jackpot. Um, so it's a big pile sitting in the middle of the room. Uh-huh. Now, now, Darren, what are the odds that this is booby-trapped? Uh, he is just not really taking his eyes off it, and he says, uh, very high. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. Well, I'm not sure what we can do about it. Um, is there, like, a, a rock, like, nearby in the ground that Juilliard can, like, pick up and throw? Uh, yeah, there's, like, it's a beach cave, so, and not very well explored, so, um, you can very easily find a, a loose rock or stone or whatever. Regular All rock. Right. So Juilliard circles around the pile in the center of the room until he finds just like a loose rock that like fits like comfortably in the palm of his hand. It's like big enough where it's not just like a pebble, but not so big where he it's a gift. It's like a shop, shop put, you know. It's just like uh-huh. a good sized rock. Right. And he throws it at the pile, um, pretty hard, just to like see if like anything like stirs or like pops up if you touch it or anything. Okay. So the uh, well. First of all, uh, roll for, hmm, what would that be? Like strength? Probably, athlete, probably athletics, I don't know. Strength, maybe. Um, yeah, roll, roll for strength. Uh, well, I got a nat 20, and I got a plus okay. 5, so. Okay, so, um, you throw this rock at the pile of quartz, and once the rock touches it, it, it chips off a little on, on the top rock of the pile. And after a second, the quartz starts to animate. And within a few moments, it builds itself into a large figure that towers over you. And it roars! Roll initiative! Hello, everyone. Welcome back. How have you all been? I hope you've been well. I've been well. It's time for the mid-roll segment. Uh, firstly, just to clear up any confusion, this episode is back in the regular present timeline of the story, which we neglected to mention at the beginning of the episode. We are finished with the memory episodes, which were 
really great, but we're doing uh, individual solo adventures to further progress the story. This one ended up being really fun, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. And with that out of the way, let's get to our regular announcements. First of all, Rob and I's episode with Pseudonym Social is now available to listen to. The podcast is called An Incomplete Guide to World Domination, and our episode is called Guildfellows Party of Four. We had a really great time. We talked about how we started the show, why we started the show, our individual creative processes, and a whole lot more. It was super fun. Don't miss it. Next, our merch store will be having a Black Friday sale starting next Friday, obviously on Black Friday. <laughs> it will be going through that weekend and we'll be giving out the uh, the codes for that when the time comes. So this will be the perfect time to grab a Guildfellows shirt, a sweater, a sticker, or anything else that you've wanted from our store. So you can just go to merch.guildfellows.com and you will be taken straight there. You can also support us directly by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com guildfellows. There are lots of different tiers of perks you can choose from. For example, for $1 a month, just $1 a month, <laughs> you can get access to our Discord server. There are already a couple of us in, in the Discord server, but we would love to see it filled with some more new faces and kind of grow our community there. Uh, but there are plenty of other tiers and you can go give it a look for yourself at patreon.com guildfellows. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word and be seen by some more people. If you write something nice, we'll give you a shout out during this segment of the show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram with the username at Guildfellows. We want to meet you and talk to you, so go interact with us on social media. Um, our next dice giveaway is going to happen once we hit 250 Instagram followers, and we have quite a ways to go before we get there. So make sure you're following us if you don't want to miss that. And this round of dice is pretty cool and I'm really excited because it's themed after a certain favorite NPC of ours. So yeah, definitely go follow us so you don't miss that. The next episode will be up December 4th. Wow, it's already December. We have uh, two more of these types of episodes going up um, after this one and then there is a chance we might take a brief hiatus for the holidays and the new year, but we will be sure to keep you updated for that. That's all for now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. See you next time. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I rolled a 17 for initiative. Okay, so what is that? Um, okay, plus one. Okay. Darren rolls... Oh, God, he rolled a four. 
Okay, so <clears throat> monster rolled five for for initiative. So this thing towers over you. He's made out of this green crystal, and it's basically just a giant green quartz golem. So, um, stellar, <laughs> and he's made out of this stuff that is super hard to break. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but but you landing that blow on him already took some damage off of him. So, there we go. You are at first. Um, okay. Um, so, Juilliard says as the golem, like, starts, like, animating itself and, like, standing up, Darren, we need a strategy. I think I'm going to run around to the other side of it so it can't focus on both of us at once. And that will give you an opportunity to hit it, okay? Good idea. Okay, and my, my, by the way, my movement speed is 40 feet, which is pretty nuts. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you have no problem. Like, this room <laughs> isn't super huge, but it's big enough to house the golem, you know? So, yeah, go for it. Okay, so Juilliard um, basically just runs in, like, a wide arc around to the other side of the golem and, like, tries to keep, like, a good distance away from it so he has some time to react if the golem comes towards him. Okay, so that that's your movement. So what do you do for your attack? Um, for my attack, um, or your action, man. whatever you're doing. Um, let's see. For my action, I think I'm going to take the dodge action. Um, and if I remember correctly, the dodge action basically gives the enemy disadvantage on. Um, hit rolls for if they try to attack me the next round. And you, um, with that, you get to, you get advantage on any dexterity saving throws. Oh, excellent. Um, okay, cool. So, it is, you dodged, um, and it is now the golem's turn, and he's kind of a homebrew golem a little bit, so, uh... He has some some cool things that I made for him, um, but he is just gonna try to slam both of you because he has a multi attack. So he's gonna use one to try to hit Darren. So that is a twelve. So he swings and he misses at Darren, um, but he's gonna use his second attack to swing at you, and that is a twenty four. Does that hit? Uh, he has disadvantage, though. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, that would cream me. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's a seven, so that that doesn't hit. That, do, that does not hit, no. So, okay, so how this looks is, like, um, he, you running around him makes him dizzy because, again, he's a big, giant, heavy dude, and he, like, starts swinging both his arms at you guys, but you are, you know, small enough to be able to duck out of the way. So now it is Darren's turn. And what is Darren gonna do? What is Darren gonna do? He has a glaive. So he is gonna use that. He's gonna swing with his glaive at the golem, but that was a seven, so I think he misses. Okay, so yeah, he uh, he rolled an eight then, um, which misses. So he his turn, he runs up to... Uh, kind of the leg of this of this golem and he 
tries to swing, but um, the golem steps away. So so he he just moves his giant leg away. So he he doesn't uh, get him. So now it's back to you. Okay, and the golem isn't focused on me, right? Not currently. Yes. So would I get advantage since I'm not in his light of sight? Um, that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> okay, that's. I was just curious how we're gonna play that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Juilliard sees Darren miss and like clenches his fists around um, his brass knuckles and charges and like tries to jump onto the golem's back. Oh, okay. Um, then do roll do you have a plan or are you just doing that i guess you can just do that um <laughs> is is that what you're doing for your turn um i mean yeah i can tie an attack to it if yeah, it depends yeah, on whether okay. you count that as an attack or an action no i would count to me that that's as an, an action, action. okay so. so yeah for my action i want to jump on his back then right okay um and grab on um so should i roll for that uh, yeah, roll dexterity for that. Okay. Uh, it's a 19. Oh, yeah, you... <laughs> no problem, so you just hop right on up there. Okay, and then for my attack, I'm going to um, hit him in the back of the head with my brass knuckles. Okay. Um, so, to hit... Oh, I got a 23. Oh, yeah, you, you deck him. Okay. Um, and then where's my D4? There it is. Okay. Um, and then the damage um, does nine damage. That one. That one punch. Okay. Um, gotta do math. Gotta do math. Okay. Um, okay. So you smack him in the back of the head after jumping on top of him, and he takes some considerable damage. And uh, what he's gonna do now is he is going to try to, like, um, I guess, like, slam you into the wall? Oh, uh, since no. You're on his, since you're on his back. But we'll just, like, count it as a normal hit since he's, like... You could make it a deck saving throw, too, if you wanted. Like, if because it's, it's a test of my reaction. Like, if he has to back into a wall, you do yeah, a deck Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, yeah, do a deck save. Okay. Um... Oh, that's a that's a crit fail. Okay, so you are gonna take some damage, my friend. If I can get my dice out of this dang box. So you take um twelve damage. Oh baby, <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy's not that's... very fun. It's fine. So uh, Juilliard gets crushed against the wall in this giant behemoth, and he squeaks out weakly, Darren, do something, please. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, it's, it's Darren's turn now. And what is Darren going to do? What is Darren going to do? Uh, I think he's just going to go with his glaive again. And that is a 10, which does not hit. So he swings and he misses one more time. He's, he gets caught off guard by <laughs> by the the swift movement of, of the golem. 
by slamming you into the wall, and he's like, oof, that's gotta hurt, and uh, he uh, he misses again. So now it is back to you, Juilliard. So am I still, like, squished in between him and the wall? Well, we can say that once once you get squished in between the wall, you fall, because that's gonna, you know, you're not gonna yeah, okay. focus on hanging on once you get slammed into a wall. So you're on the ground now, and you're, like, almost directly under him. Okay, and then Juilliard, like, lands in, like, the superhero crouch, <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. and, like, says under his breath, like, man, I don't think I'd ever miss the ability to cast spells from Kitson and Dartle as much as I do right now. <laughs> um, and uh, seeing that he is, like, directly under the, the golem, um, he decides to do the thing that he's best at and just try to hit him really hard. So he aims for the ankle, hoping that if he, like, does enough damage to, like, crack the crystal, that he could maybe make the golem fall or at least make him slow. So okay. he's going to just, like, aim a big right fist at the uh, the golem's ankle. Okay, yeah, go for it. That was a... Let's see. That, that, that was a 24 to hit? Yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. That does seven damage uh, for that hit. Okay. And then I think I'm also going to use a key point to do the Fury of Blows attack. Oh, hell yeah, which do allows, it. Which allows me to attack, I think, twice more? Um, make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'll do that one more time. So see the hit. Oh, wait. Okay. I haven't done this in a while. Okay. But I think... If I remember correctly, because I'm a monk, I can make two unarmed attacks per turn. Wait, okay. okay. I think actually, this is unclear. When you use the attack action on your turn, you make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. So do I get two bonus actions if I use Fury of Blows? No, I think that would think just that. be one, right? Well, because one is under martial arts for me being a monk, and then the other one is like that I, I got for being, like, a fourth-level monk. So they stack, and I hit three times if I use Fury of Blows. Say, what does it say one more time? So, because I'm a monk, I have the martial arts ability. And it says, when you are unarmed or wielding only monk weapons, which I am, and you aren't wearing mm -hmm. armor, which I'm not, you can use dex instead of strength to attack, which doesn't matter for me because the mouse is the same. Okay. Um, you can roll your martial arts damage, and it doesn't matter. Um, when you use your attack action on your turn, you can make one arm arm strike as a bonus action. Yeah, then that would just be one, I think. Okay. But then I also, if I use a key point, I get Fury of Blows, so I get one more, which means okay. I get three yeah. total. Okay, yeah, then that makes sense. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to roll to hit him twice more then. I totally forgot I had that extra for martial arts. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. I forgot that Darren also has an extra attack, so I'll use that next turn. Excellent. Um, okay, I'm just gonna hit to roll to hit for like both of them at the same time. First one was a fat uh, eight, so that one probably doesn't hit. Nope. Um, and then the one after that is a 19. That hits. Okay. And then the one that does hit uh, does eight damage. Okay, so now it is uh, Golem's turn, and he is gonna just go multi-attack both onto Darren. See if he can get a hit on him. 
Ooh, that is a 19. So yeah, that first one hits and um, I need to stop putting my dice away. Well, that's a 24 actually. I didn't even hit, add the modifier there. Um, 12 for one hit and then the second hit that is unnatural 20. So he's gonna hit him again. That's 13. So Darren's not looking too hot. Um, so basically what this looks like is the golem just takes both of his fists and just slams them on Darren's head. Um, so oh, he took, baby. He took a lot of damage. So now it is Darren's turn and he's going to... Can I do... If I do a regular action, can I use breath weapon as my extra action? As my extra turn? Extra attack? Um, I think so. Mm. If I don't think if you can, well, I'm trying to think. If you have something that lets you take just a, a random bonus action, then yes. If it's not a specific bonus action, yeah. Like, so it's just like extra attack. You can attack twice instead of once. Yeah, then you can use breath okay. weapon. I can't do that because my bonus action has to specifically be like a weapon attack. Okay. Um. So he's okay. So he's gonna use first. He's gonna try his glaive one more time. Oh boy, that's a three. Okay, um, he misses again with his glaive. Um, but for breath weapon, you do not need to roll, which I've been told no. multiple times by multiple people. So it's a dex. It's a it's a dex saving throw. Yeah. Um. So he's gonna use his breath weapon. DC thirteen, and that is uh an 11 so he does not save so darren finally gets a hit on this fucking dude um and since he is high enough level he gets 3d6 oh he's level six huh yeah all right beefy boy but he only did nine damage unfortunately so still cool hey there you go darren nice work (laughs) love to see that fire thanks juilliard i'm trying my best um, so now it is back to you, Juilliard. Um, taking some inspiration from Darren, um, Juilliard is going to use his, um, his action to move about 20 feet away from the golem. Okay. Um, and then he's going to use his breath weapon, um, which is also a dex DC, but it's a DC of 12. Okay. He's um, not very good with Dex, so. So I am. So yeah, Juilliard exhales a bunch of lightning in the golem's direction. Oh, that's a two, so he does not save. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to use that sound effect, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so roll damage. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, 2d6. It's a total of seven damage. Heck yeah. All right, you still got a long ways to go. How is that ankle that I was beating up looking? Oh, it's looking a little chipped, looking a little damaged, um, but it, it, it's still good. So it is now the golem's turn, and uh, the golem has a special ability that I homebrewed in, oh, no. <laughs> in, uh, in uh, honor of Pokemon Sword and Shield that came out yesterday. 
I homebrewed an ability called Dynamax, which is uh, for three turns, this creature grows in size and deals three extra damage per round. So. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he just grows because he is so angry. He is not liking the, uh, the damage that he is taking from the two of you, and he roars and he grows double his size and now he is just even more giant than he was before <laughs> so um he is gonna try to he's gonna do a ranged attack by throwing a crystal at you juilliard that is a 16 does that hit okay yes it does hit however um I can spend a key point to use the deflect missile ability, and this is what that does. You can use a reaction to deflect or catch uh, a basically a ranged object. So okay. wait, what was his range attack? He was like, it was throwing something physical, right? Yes, he was throwing a crystal at you. Okay, so to deflect or catch the missile, just the ranged object, um, okay. when you're hit by a ranged weapon attack, when you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced by 1d10 plus 7, and if I reduce the damage to zero and I have a free hand, I can spend a key point to make a ranged attack um, with a range of 20 um, or 60, like 20 to 60, I think. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um, so if I roll this correctly, I can spend a key point to throw it back at him. Okay, that's fucking awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. It's dope. So, I've been waiting to use this for so long. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so I, I rolled a 16. So that probably hits you, yeah. and so you're yeah. spending that key point to reduce the damage? Um, so the key point I spend if I, like, reduce the damage all the way, I just have to roll to reduce it right now. So what, what is the damage that it would do? So it does 1d8 plus 2. So do okay. I, so I roll, roll to that? see what the damage, yeah, roll to see what the damage is. Okay. So that would be 6. Okay, there's, like, almost no way I can fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, yeah, I reduced the damage by, um, 12. So, yeah, I'm more than, more than, um, reduce it. And then now I spend the key point to throw it back at him. Um, and then yeah. I, have to, I have to, I have to, I have to roll to hit him. Um, yeah, you're rolling a ranged weapon attack. Mm-hmm. And that's a 19 to hit him? Yeah, that hits him. So that's, okay, um, if it does the same amount of damage, that's 1d8 plus 2. Okay. This is also a hover uh, attack that I made. Let's see. That does 8 damage. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love so that. So can I, can, I, can I describe how that went down? Yes, please. Okay. So you said eight, eight damage, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go so, for it. So Juilliard um, sees that the golem is about to throw a crystal at him, so he gets into like a sideways like taekwondo stance. Uh -huh. And as the as the the crystal comes toward him, he shifts his body with his and with his like back hand, snatches it, turns on a dime, and flings it back at him, redirecting the momentum back at the golem. And he aims directly for the ankle that was already damaged by his punch. Oh my god, that's so cool. 
Oh, yes. It's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting so long to use it. It's such a cool ability. Uh, it's so cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so you uh, launch that baby straight into that ankle, and it drives right into his ankle, and it, like, cracks throughout the middle. It doesn't fall apart, but um, you can see, like, the spider webs of, of cracks and... Uh, you know, divisions in, in his, in his ankle now. So yeah, that was, you did that on the golem's turn, I guess. So, uh, (laughs) it's Darren's turn now and he's gonna, does he have any other weapons I can use? Um, how much HP do you have? Um, let's see. I have 26 out of 40 HP. Okay. so So 26 right now. He has lay on hands, but I think I'll save that for if you really need it. Um, so he's just going to go for his glaive again and see if he hits. Darren, aim for the ankle. And he heeds your warning and he aims for the ankle. And that is hell yeah, 17. And he uh, goes for the ankle and that is a D10. Which one is D10? I don't even remember. Um, so he does eight damage on, on that turn. Okay. And he's going to roll again. Oh, that's a good fail. Um, so, uh, he, he, uh, swings his glaive on his first attack and he lodges it into the ankle and the ankle explodes. So he only has half of that one leg left. So he kind of falls over like I don't want to say limp. That's not the right word. But he's like off kilter since you exploded one of his feet. Yeah, <laughs> um, naturally. So is he so, like balancing or is he like falling? He's like, he's balancing. My God, he is Jason Bourne. This gigantic behemoth on one leg. So much weight on one ankle. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can do this. Good job, Darren. <laughs> Thanks, Juilliard. <laughs> Um, and so now it's back to you. Okay, so, um, Juilliard, <laughs> like, was, like, still, like, kind of around the edge of the the room and Darren, like, went in and, like, attacked him. So he's gonna uh-huh. rush in. Um, I'm assuming that he's within 40 feet still. Yeah, um, definitely. He's gonna, he's gonna rush in and, oh God, how tall is the golem now? Um, he's, like, okay. If I think about this, he's probably at least 30 feet tall. And he's how, is my, how, how is my jump range um, calculated? Okay. Um, your strength determines how far you can jump. Long jump. When you make long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score. If you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. Um, when you make a standing long jump, you can leap only half that distance. Either way, each foot you clear on the jump costs a foot of movement. And then you can make... So there's a long jump and a high jump. So what are you what are you trying to do? Um, a high jump, preferably. Okay, so when you make a high jump, you leave into the air a number of feet equal to 3 plus your strength modifier if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When you make a standing high jump, you can jump only half that distance. Okay, so I want to do, like, the running high jump, which would allow me to jump 19 feet into the air. Did you say 19 feet? Yeah, because my strength is 16, and it's 3 plus your strength, right? 
No, it's three plus, your plus your strength modifier. Oh, okay. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say like, wow. No way. Nineteen <laughs> feet is like some incredible anime bullshit. If I can do that, <laughs> okay. So I can jump six feet in the air. Okay, so I couldn't even get up that high. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Let's see. Well, I'm still gonna like, try to jump up on him. Then I'm okay. So I'm gonna try to jump up onto him, and. Uh-huh. Just, like, try to get him off balance by, like, jumping on the side of him that is missing the leg. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Um, roll. And you want that to be a strength modifier or what? Or, oh, I well, wait. Okay, so you can... You know, I don't think you have to roll. You just, like, you okay. can just jump that much by, by, spending okay, your, so, by spending your movement. Cool. Well, I just jumped on him. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And then I guess since I can still attack, I'm just gonna like give him like a like a punch, like just with my free hand that's like not clung onto the crystals, and like just try to give him like a really like short, like hit with the brass knuckles. Right, um, go for it. So, uh, roll to attack. Oh, that's a seven. Uh, yeah, you definitely miss you. Um... Okay, so you, like, heroically start running, and you jump, and you grab onto the beast, and you, uh, you manage to grab onto him, but as you are grabbing on, you try to punch him, but, uh, you just swing right in front of him, and you miss. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, now it is Golem's turn, and this is turn two, where he's Dynamaxed, so, um, he is gonna, hmm... I, I want him to try to shake you off him. Okay. So I think how we might do that is maybe he does... We do, like, a strength competition? Okay. Okay, so he is going to try to shake you off of him as an action. And, oh, man, I don't think you're going to beat that. Um, so should I just roll straight up? Yeah, roll straight up. With strength modifier. Uh, I got... 16. Okay, yeah, he got a 23. So he uh, yeets you off him. Yikes. Immediately. Um, ah! <laughs> and uh, he's going to do um, a multi attack on both of you now. So he's going to try to slam you with one fist and Darren with the other fist. So um, you first. That is a an 18. So um, yeah, that, that hits. hits. Um, yeah. So he's gonna get some damage on you. So he does nine damage to you. Oof. And then this one's for how Darren. Is he, huh? How is he standing up during this? Because, like, to hit me, he has to, like, hit all the way to the ground, and he only has one he's, foot. He's enormous, so he's got a very long range. But uh, do his arms go all the way to the ground? Because he has to bend that, that, that leg, and if he hits me, then he has to, like... Like he's like yeah, so he's kind of like too. slumped over on the side, right? And he's okay. got like long arms with like you know golem joints, and he can like he can swing around. He he can do it. Um, okay. He's he's enormous, which is my justification for this. Um, and okay. Then plus five. That's thirteen. He misses Darren. So um yeah he he slams down on you while he's. Uh, at, right after he throws you off, and then uh, Darren ends up avoiding his his throw, his arm, and so now it is Darren's turn again. So he is gonna do another 
two blows with his glaive. I think he's gonna go for the other leg now on the on the golem, and that okay. definitely hits. That's a sixteen. Let's just roll for the other one. That is an eight. So only the first one hits, but he's gonna expend a spell slot by using um, divine smite, which lets you deal two d8 extra radiant damage plus one d8 for a spell level higher than first. So <clears throat> we're gonna do three d8 extra to this bad boy because I have two second level spell slots and I'm gonna use one of them. 3d8 plus 1d10 plus 1. So, Damn. I'm gonna do some math for a second. Darren's kind of a badass. Uh, yeah, he really made this fight super hard by whiffing for the first like, three <laughs> turns. Yeah. Okay, so that's 3, 5, 6, 7. Wow, he really could have done a whole lot more damage, but he just didn't. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he got he got seven damage on on this bad boy. Oh my god, only seven after all that. Okay. I know. I, I'm so upset. I rolled one like three times. But okay, so that was his attack, and now it is back to you. Okay, so Juliard like picks he's him. starting to um start to shatter internally a little bit. You can see the cracks running through the middle of his body. He's uh. He's still hanging in there pretty well, but he's starting to to break it down from the inside. Okay. Um, so Juilliard's looking pretty beat up. He stands himself up after getting crushed and, like, coughs into his hand. <coughs> he pulls away, and there's, like, a little bit of, like, red droplets of blood from getting, okay. like, his entire chest cavity slammed right, yeah. by this giant um, crystal creature. And so he starts, like, running again towards... Um, the golem to try to like assist um, Darren some more. Um, he take so I'm gonna he's gonna spend a key point to use um, an ability called Step of the Wind. Okay. Um, which um, among other things um, di- uh, doubles my jump distance for the turn. Um, okay. So so now I can jump um, twelve feet, which is incredible if I do a. a running um high jump yeah you would be um, able to get, so, like, get right in his uh middle section if you were to do that cool so i'm going to do that so i'm going to run up to the golem i'm going to take my um huge high jump my anime leap into the air um, <laughs> yeah. and with two lightning fast um strikes of his hands juilliard is going to punch the um golem twice in the chest with his brass knuckles. hell yeah do it. Okay, the first one was a seven. The yeah, dice are seven. not with me right now. Yeah, seven does not hit. The other one is an 18. Yeah, that definitely hits. And that does six damage. Didn't roll super well. Okay. He's getting down, though. He, um, you do your animate. You did, did you say six damage or four damage? Six damage. Okay. Okay, so you do your uh, anime leap into the air, and, like, I can kind of imagine, like, as you're, you're in, like, a heroic pose as you're in the air, and then you just, like, slam your fist into his middle whenever you, whenever you uh, land on him. And that that makes the cracks spread a little bit more uh, in his insides. And now it is back to Golem, and this is his last Dynamax turn. 
What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? He's gonna throw a crystal at Darren. Um, because you're on his middle and you can't really do anything about that. That's an 18, so he chucks, he yeets a, a crystal right into, uh, right into Darren's shoulder. And he gets not very much damage on him. Three damage. He's gonna... Hmm. Okay, so... Okay, no, that's his turn. Now it's back to Darren. How much HP do you have now? 17. 17. Okay, so... Okay, so here's what he's gonna do. Here's what he is going to do. He is going to run and jump onto the golem, just like you did, but not as high. So, um, it's strength plus... Or it's three plus strength modifier, so he can jump four feet. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna jump on the short leg of of the golem and he is going to grab your foot and heal you for 10 hit points. Oh, excellent. And that is probably his turn. Yeah, that, that's an action and a... <clears throat> yeah, 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 okay. Combat action. So he, yeah, he healed you for, for 10 hit points. Okay, so... Julio, it's still hanging on. How, how is the golem looking? Um, he's looking. It looks like he's only gonna be able to take a few more good blows until he shatters. Okay. Um, this is what Juilliard's gonna do. Okay. First, um, he's going to punch the golem directly in the chest again. Okay. Roll the hit. <laughs> oh, got the dice. 23? Yep, 23 hits. Okay. That'll do... Was that a nat 20 or was it just a dirty 23? It was It was a dirty. Okay. And then that will do 6 damage. Okay. And then does that like, cr- like create a crack on the like, outer layer of the golem? Yeah, we'll say that um, there's a there's a sliver of a crack on the on the outside. Okay. And then Juilliard's gonna draw his short sword and try to stab it like at, for his um he's gonna be able to do this because of the martial arts action, and since the short okay. sword is a monk weapon. He's gonna try to take the short sword and stab it into that crack. Okay. And I got a 19 for that. That hits, yeah. You okay. stab it in there good. How much damage does that do? Um that is nine damage. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, and then instead of taking it out um, of the golem, Juilliard's going to use his last remaining key point to do to use his, like, Fury of Blows to slam with his palm the hilt of the sword to try to force it into the crack of the golem. Oh, my God. Okay. Then, then do you need to roll to hit the sword? Is that how that works? Um, you're the DM. I don't uh... know. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, roll to hit the sword. (laughs) Okay. Um, that's a 17. Yeah, that does it. To hit the sword. Okay, cool. So, um. Um, I don't know what the damage calc is on that, but. Okay, here's, here's what's gonna happen, okay? We'll say you do four damage and there's a good reason for that, but, um. What happens is you stab this sword 
into this golem and the middle part of him shatters completely. Right? So Okay. Right now, all he has left is both of his working arms and his head left and each of those have very little damage left. <laughs> so they're like three separate things now. Are they like floating? Um they're not floating, but they can move on their own. Okay. So there's a head and two arms. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so that was your turn. Yeah, that ends my turn pretty handily. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now he's going to try to slam both of you again with both of his arms. And for Darren, that was a 21, so that hits him. And for you, that's also a 21. So you both get hit. So that's eight. You get uh, eight damage taken. Oh, also, um, doing him shattering reduces him back down to his normal size. He is no longer dynamaxed. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest boy. (laughs) Okay, so I said eight damage, right? So... Yeah. Okie dokie. Darren's not looking too hot. But now it is Darren's turn. And he is gonna go for his glaive. And go for... Do I have to attack the same thing on... I don't think so. It doesn't say I can only attack the same thing. Oh, with like your bonus action attack? Yeah, with my extra... You can have different targets. Okay, he is going to go for one of the arms... With his glaive, and that is a 16, so that hits. That's an 18, so that hits three for one, and three for the other. So um, he goes for both of the arms. He gets three damage on both of them. So he basically he destroys the arm part of of the arms, but the hands are still there. <laughs> Does that make How sense? can they move? Yeah, are they just enchanted? Like, are they? Yeah, can they just move? He's a golem. Like okay. he's. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So now it's back to you. Okay. Um, man, I am so low on health. Um, okay, so first for my action, I'm going to run up um, to, like, some of the shattered shards of crystal and, like, just, like, grab, like, a handful of them and, like, quickly put them into my pouch or, like, my pocket. Um... And then for my combat action, I guess I just need to try to hit one of the hands. Um, so Juilliard, There's like... the hands and then the head. So for my attack, Juilliard is going to just, like, run up to the head and, like, with both of his, like, um, hands at the same time, um, like, punch, like, from, like, the outside in. So, like, two, like, arcing, okay. like, yeah. hammer fist blows, like, onto the guy's head. So yeah. It's like two hit, two hits with the martial arts action. Um, Got it. Cool. Okay, one of those hits is a nine to hit. Okay, that doesn't hit. And the other one is a twenty-one. Yeah, that okay. that one hits. So do damage okay. for one of those blows. Um, and that does eight damage. 
Oh wait, 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 wait. Sorry, that does that does seven damage. <laughs> okay, yeah, you still you explode the head. Um, you shatter it, it explodes, and it's done. So I'm gonna say once the head is exploded, um, the hands just kind of lay faint because they only had two damage left anyway. So, um, okay, you could kick them and <laughs> they'd be done. Um, so yeah, once once the head explodes, the uh the hands just drop. And there is no animation left in them, and you have defeated this giant golem. <sighs> Man, Arwen is gonna get such a talking to when I talk to him next. <laughs> oh my god. And, uh. Hey, Arwen, what if it's a trap? What if it's super dangerous? Oh, don't worry, you'll have a friend. Yeah. Giant golem. Thanks, Arwen. Sea monsters, too. <sighs> okay. Um, Darren walks over to you, and he just holds his hand up for a high five. And he's also out of breath, just... (sighs) (sighs) Juilliard gives him the crispest dragonborn high five. (laughs) Yes, oh my god. Okay, so you already scooped up some of the crystals, and Darren uh, holds up his apple and he says, What do you say? Time to go home? Sure. I'm kind of bummed there's no more loot in here. I was hoping there would be something shiny or cool, but I guess the crystals will work. Uh, yeah, so Darren takes a bite of his apple and he poofs. Um, then Juilliard takes out his and I eat my apple as well. All right, so you poof back to the guild and you successfully deliver the crystal back into Arwen's office and you have finished your adventure for the day. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.